I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that block is like a full drag block. Oh yeah. No, that's what I'm thinking. Why don't I just bring a drag motor? Good. It needs to make it. I mean, if I go fast enough, it won't take that long to get around the. Track. Yeah, how many laps? You got like three laps. You can do that. Yeah, three laps. We're good. Yeah, you can do that. All right, just bring a bunch of them. 200 miles an hour down the back straight. 20 <laughs> around the corners. Literally. Uh, you recording, Austin? I am. All right, we are. We can maybe have this be our 100th episode. It might be. Who knows? I don't know. We have a lot of them recorded today. Yeah, we're somewhere uh, around 100. You guys recorded this all day long. That's all I heard. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We did talking. Talky, talk, talk. <laughs> Um, at least we somewhat know what we're talking about. Somewhat. It sounded good from where I was at. I was into it. Once in a while, we're just too tired to do this. Yeah. So I'm coming up on that feeling right now. <laughs> how most of these events usually work, Adam and I stay up until like 3 o'clock. And Doing then we're this. up at 7 again. Yeah. Three days I was up in at 6.30. Festivals are the worst things in the world. Yeah. I'm not doing that anymore. I can't do it. <laughs> it's over. No more 4 a.m. Get up at 6.30 a.m. Done. See, if we just podcast during the Time Attack feed like that... Then we don't feel like we have to do so many shows. Yeah, we don't feel like we need to do shows in the evenings. So, yeah, do, do we want to have the uh, the intro to our podcast on here? Sure, why not? Oh, okay, I'll pull it up. Hang on. <laughs> We're really professional. Okay. Hey, introdu- introduce our guest quick. Uh, today, we have with us uh, Mr. Robert Thorne, all the way yeah. from Colorado. Thanks you you might or might not have already been on the show at this point. I don't know. It depends on when we release <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it depends on when we release stuff. Yeah, maybe you've maybe already I been was, on our show. Maybe it wasn't. Um, you want to tell uh, tell some of our listeners who don't follow Autocross or Pro Racing, what do you do, Robert? Um, I'm a uh, professional race car driver. I uh, drove the K-Pax McLarens and World Challenge for uh, two seasons, along with uh, other campaigns in Grand Am. I've done... Yep. Uh, all of the endurance races uh, in the United States, and uh, also have multiple SCCA solo uh, national champions in, uh, in a car that I built. And he's cool. at Grid Life. What are you doing at our silly little time attack? Just <laughs> need to do something with your crazy car. Yeah, I built this uh, this crazy car for uh, SSM Autocross, and decided that uh, you know once you have all the power, you need to go yeah. unleash it somewhere, and this <laughs> seemed like the perfect spot. <laughs> with the uh, hang on. Ah, I didn't oh, a little that. too late. A little too late. If you enjoy the show, share it with a friend. Bro. You can find us at facebook.com slash slipbingleshow. And you can visit our new home on the web at www.tracktune.com slash slipangle. You can also leave us reviews and ratings in the iTunes store. Everybody's heard this song. So, now you know what show you're on. Um... So the, the car that you bought today is really rad. It's so rad. <laughs> I totally dig it. Uh, what year is that? It's 2000. 2008. Okay. Um, you were just telling us the laundry list of stuff you've done to it. Did you build the car for SSM? Yeah. Like, what's, what's the history on it? Let's yeah. go through that. Like, Sure. I, uh, I purchased the car uh, stock in December 2010 and uh, decided to build it for STR. It's always been built for autocross, so it started in STR yeah. um, and worked into BSP, where by that time we had already four championships on it, and uh, I wanted to do something crazy. I, you know, I, I had all the tire, all the suspension, all this design time into it, and the thing dyno 200 wheel horsepower, yeah. and I wanted more. So SSM was, uh, was the answer, and I decided that uh, a big turbo with a, a good anti-lag system would probably push it around the course faster than anything. And um, me and a couple guys from 3R Racing in Colorado went at it. That anti-lag system, 
Uh, I read about it on a couple of forums during Solo Nationals Week. Saw people talking about it on Facebook. They're call, you know, calling it the rocket. The dude's got a rocket in his turbo system. Um, you want know, to give people a little bit of a, like, what the heck is everybody talking about with this analog system? Yeah, there's a, there's been a lot of different names for it. Um, we just call the rocket anti-lag. But uh, essentially, it, it uses uh, excess fuel in the exhaust manifold and a specially designed uh, mixing chamber in the header pre-turbo to mix those gases along with uh, bypassed uh, fresh air from the compressor side of the turbo, <laughs> uh, along with an ignition source. And we can basically uh, create a closed loop uh, fueling system to run the turbo okay and with that we can run the turbo at any speed at any rpm at any time and uh that big turbo can just spool it up with that thing it's like boost on demand <laughs> oh my gosh that's so wild <laughs> yeah even with the 3586 uh we can still see uh, full boost at at 3000 rpm Holy at, with zero transient delay at all yeah not all that stuff is ssm legal and yes, SSM has the convenient rule that yeah. states uh, drivetrain is unrestricted, as long as, at least in my circumstance, the block says Honda. And Sweet. The, the other thing about this, uh, you said it makes a lot of wheel horsepower, like almost record-breaking amounts for that car. For a stock bottom end, yeah. Yeah, it's a stock bottom end of the and, and a stock top end. It is, yeah. Um, it, it has so Inconel bizarre. exhaust valves to handle some of the excess uh, heat from running the anti-lag uh, system yep. for long periods of time. Uh, on the turbo I brought today, you know, we have dynos running uh, 740 wheel. And, <laughs> Stock uh, S2000 <laughs> motor. And, uh, oh, my gosh. It seems to hold on right track. Off. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Uh, when I autocross it, we, we have uh, the smaller turbo and, and, and dynos around 670. So it, it's still a, a very fast, oh, fast car. So nuts, dude. Um, do you know, is that the factory, re the factory bottom end record for S2000s? Definitely uh, it's not. It's really close. Uh, it's not? I it's think not. I've seen 8, eight plus. There are, there are they eight. usually wow. blow up shortly after. And that's a but. forged piston motor, though, correct? Yes. Yeah, and yeah. the rods are pretty good design, too. Apparently, they're um, pretty stout. Yeah, uh, the only way we can horse. break these is by overspinning it, especially in the 2.2 yeah. liter. Uh, I know some guys have spun it a lot faster. I try not to go faster more than 8,600 RPM. Okay. Uh, but factory it, bolts, ARP head bolts or anything? So or? Yeah, so factory bolts. What? Um, <laughs> factory bolts. Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, so so yeah. essentially, Honda could have offered this engine configuration from the factory. I do have one trick, and <laughs> he's, he's not revealing it. Yeah. No, and that is that the car runs on E ninety eight. Okay, um, yeah. which uh, gives us a nice bump in power. Yeah. It allows uh, the eleven and a half and a half to one compression ratio to be acceptable uh, while you know running these high boost levels. Yeah, and it also helps to keep things cool. Have you ever tried anything like an oxygenated fuel or anything like that? Uh, no, well. Uh, I've only Ethanol run, would be cooler running, obviously, more alcohol. But yeah, and most of the most of the um, race fuels that are at least lightly oxygenated are oxygenated just using uh, percentages of ethanol anyway. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I've never played with any of that stuff, but I know some crazy turbo cars run that stuff. But more drag car stuff than anything, you know. Uh, yep, yep, and also you know, lead. There's all, there's all yeah, kinds of fun additives that uh, that, that I stay away from. I. I certainly have uh, my own struggles running the ethanol, yeah. but 
It's not, not too bad. bad. I think that's the only S2000 that I know of that has a warm-up tune. You were telling me earlier. Uh, so like... th- this has gotten me in trouble, of course, before. But uh, in order for to, to start the anti-lag system, it has to be past a certain temperature threshold. Oh, yeah, yeah. If it's not hot enough, uh, you cannot get auto ignition uh, on the uh, on the burn ring at the start of the uh, external combustion chamber. So yes, there is a mode you can push on the steering wheel, and it will go into a warm-up mode designed to just to heat the header up. <laughs> like a, there's a whole system checklist for like driving uh, yeah. this thing. So oh I, I maybe underexplained it to someone who uh, who's a very good driver that I let drive the car, and uh, perhaps should have given a little more instruction of exactly what to do. The uh, the car ended up uh, having some slight issues and. After you, that system was left on for an entire autocross run. <laughs> hmm. Oops. Oops. It still didn't hurt the factory motor, huh? No, no, the motor's fine. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you run, what EMS do you run in that thing? What, what EMS do you run in that thing? Uh, runs a Motec M800 yep. ECU. Um, and that controls everything, right? Yeah, it's a, a very nice ECU as far as there's um, uh, many, many tables that can be completely configured with your own axes, and yeah. uh, a lot of these allowances are necessary uh, when when running this type of systems. When you're running another motor. Yeah, basically. exactly. <laughs> there's a lot of fail-safes that yeah. uh, have to be worked around okay. uh, in most ECUs in order to get get with this. Yeah, that's a, it's such a wild setup. Um you were talking in the tower to us uh, about like the width of the tire and stuff. Um, you have a lot of tire under that thing. I do. I, I, I put on as much tire as I could fit on the car. Um, everything is tucked all the way back in until it, it hits uh, whatever inner structure. Um, in the rear, it's the rear wheel well. Are uh, you allowed to like do any and, kind of... And the, the thing is that uh, in SSM for autocross, where I built the car, you're not allowed to modify any of that. Uh, okay, you can go out, but you can't go I in. I can go out, but I can't okay. go in. You can't so, tow the uh, car or whatever. I also struggle with tire height sometimes and things yeah. like that. But yeah, the the car has uh, 315s on the front and either 335s or 345s. Uh, yeah. on the back and the 345s are about the same width but they're an inch taller so uh okay. kind of go back and forth with that it's on uh, 11 and a half inch wide ccw wheels okay and some uh little bolt-on fender flares when, when it you looks drove, so awesome yeah when you drove past this in grid it's like it's like all tire underneath it. it's crazy <laughs> uh how much wider than stock is the car Ooh, um it, it is it's about seven and a half inches okay. wow yeah it's quite a bit wider now, for autocross, since you're going through tighter areas in cones, is that has that posed any kind of problem? I know a lot of SSM cars get wider. Um, right. So we we all struggle with the what's faster. Yeah, the fine line. The fine that. line of is the car too wide now? Yeah. And I think as every as the class progresses, everyone's starting to realize that there's not really a too wide. Okay. Um, grip is king, and exactly. Uh, does it depend much on course design? Does that change? I'm sure if the course was all slaloms, yeah, it'd be a problem. Then. An STR withed car would get through there quite a bit quicker than yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. But um, the more tire we can put on, the more the wider uh, we can make the body work, the bigger arrow then we can put on, the more downforce. Everything just go ramps up yeah. so fast as we make these cars wider it's... that the little bit of the one extra inch per side of, that we have to go around each cone is just yeah, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, you ran in our unlimited class today because of your drivetrain and tires. Um, 
And a few weeks ago, you sent me a message uh, because I'm the point of contact with tech questions. And in our rules, it says um, unlimited cars must be six-point cage or higher because we don't want you know somebody buying a thousand horsepower something with no cage. Um, but it's also bikes by approval only. We can do four points. And so you wanted to put a four point in the thing. Um, and I thought, this can't be that Robert Thorne. But uh, <laughs> didn't I read about his stock S2000 in sports car four years ago or whatever? Um, so I thought you were just bringing an autocross car, like a, like a it, stock motor. It is an autocross no, I know, car. It is motor. stock motor. Without a turbo <laughs> and a jet. But uh, And then Austin the other day says, uh, did you see Robert Thorne's coming? I'm like, yeah, it's pretty sweet, isn't it? I can't believe he's coming out here. And, and Austin's like, have you seen the build on that? And I'm like, isn't it like an autocross? I read about it in a sports car years ago. It's just, I think it's an STR car. I was asking him, though, like, when did the car really get built? Because really, yeah. until Solo Nationals, I hadn't really seen much of the car at all. Yeah, is this a recent turbo build? or? Uh, it's been a two-year project. Okay. Okay. And uh, the car's only seen the light of day a few times throughout okay. all of that with all this year. So, yeah, it's That's a, it's that's pretty a serious new. undertaking for, like, you, this is your spare time build, I'm guessing. Yep, yeah. yep. That is, it's such so, a serious undertaking. You, you took a drag racing recently too, right? Yeah, yeah. I decided uh, as one of the Wednesday nights we uh, we took a drag racing because you know everyone needs to know how fast your car is going to actually go, type of thing. Yeah. So uh, we did uh, we did uh, one pass to and petered off the line, let the drivetrain warm up and check the tune, and then on the second pass went for it, and uh, the car ran a ten nine. <laughs> um, wow, at, a ten nine at one thirty. Or 131. That's rolling. And then uh, I'm like, all right, that was good. So the next launch, we 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 upped the 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 launch RPM, and uh, on the third the third hit, we we snapped an axle right okay. away. So it's uh, it what, what turns rear, out it's still an autocross car. <laughs> what rear end are you running that thing? Uh, it is the the stock uh, the stock housing um, okay, okay. from Honda. Uh, so the differential is an OS Gaiken. Um, and tuned by those guys for this car. Uh, it runs the 477 ring and Kia ring and pinion uh, okay. that have been um, both uh, fully prepped, deburred, polished, and okay. WPC treated. Yep. Uh, CT engineering bearing cages. Okay. And uh, and uh, the the key ingredient, which is heavyweight shockproof from Redline. Okay. Which because <laughs> yeah, some of our S2000 track guys here, they wear out OEM diffs. Yep. Um, just blow them up. Wear yeah, them I've up. done hundreds of launches on this differential. Wow. And it's that strong. It huh? is that strong. Wow. Very cool. Yep. With that power level. Yep. Wow. Jeez. I didn't know the OS Kicking was that strong, actually. Uh, the first one was not. No? Nope. <laughs> Which is the one that was in there today, because when I go to the track, I don't need the strong one. Okay. But when I go play and do pro solos, yeah. uh, the second generation one they built, okay. um, from what I've put it through, I would say it's indestructible. Good. So. That's cool. Um, those are the things you see, like, oh, yeah, that guy's got an OS kick. And, man, those are rad. I didn't know that they made different variants of it. And uh, I know that you can yep. change lockup and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, well, they, so. they made a big update to it a couple years ago, and okay. uh, I've, been, I've been impressed. It's been good. Cool. So. The best part, what, two weeks ago it didn't have a cage in it, right? Or it didn't have a roll bar in it. That's right, and yeah. And you fabbed one up. Yeah, when I, when I got the email back saying, yeah, if you bring a four-point, of course, I assume you thought I'd bring a 200-horsepower toy. 
yeah. out here. Well, but uh, but knowing but, uh, uh, <laughs> well, he drove, you know, PwC and stuff. Like, I can trust you to. And uh, Adam's to, like, uh, I'm not driving it, but he can. Yeah, I don't yeah. let other people <laughs> drive it on track. But we built yeah. a uh, we built basically the first half of a complete roll cage. Yeah, uh, it's pretty to, to the letter of the rule. Very stout. Yeah, full, it, looked, it looked very well built. Full nodes. Uh, yeah, it, it is. Uh, yeah, well connected. Yeah. I, I typically build like one or two cages a winter, and there ain't nothing wrong with that back half. That's cool. well thought Thanks. out. So, I nice. think it. Uh, I think it needs to shift to time attack car mode now, though. <laughs> Could be a lot of fun. You that, get some serious exposure. That thing would be it's so fast, and then run Pike's Peak with it. Oh, jeez, yeah, it'd so be awesome. Apparently, it needs to become a six point here. It only took me four days to get the four point in there, yeah, so a couple more days three. we'll yeah. be ready for Pike's Peak. You got that uh, in. The, oh, oh, your trans, your trans is so neat. Uh, uh, I thought uh, I saw you in yeah. grid, and you said that we were talking about something, and then you like just pull back on the thing, and it, and the car lurches a little bit. I thought, I don't know in box either. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, I always tell her when the, when they ask me what I've done to the car, and I'm like, well, I I haven't changed the engine block because yeah. that's the only thing that's not changed that's on the car. It, uh, that, it has a Quaif 69G sequential gearbox. Is, is that in, in a factory case or no? How no. Does that work? No that that uh, that's a. Uh, complete unit that they yeah. sell you with their own bell housing to bolt yeah. to this okay. motor. They sell something similar for the front wheel drive K series too. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. And they, they make a B series one now too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does, uh, does that have much advantage besides strength or is that something you need for uh, autocross? Is it quicker? Uh, I don't know much about sequentials. It's a like, hell of a lot cooler. Yeah. Really cool. I think I'm going for the cool factor on it. Okay. I, well, I, I had to do something. The yeah. stock S2000 gearbox. I'm not going to take that. Uh, not going to take that much abuse, at least not for that long. Yeah. Um, you're not going to put a GM TH400 or whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. We're, we're not, not going power glide. So uh, I needed something, and uh, that was that was a part you could buy and actually bolt to your car. That's got to be kind of nice after all the custom stuff. It was, yeah. Just it was great. I mean, we're, I mean, the only thing was a piece of the transmission mount had to be modified. Okay. The stock drive shaft bolted up. All of the components, the clutch, the okay. slave cylinder. What uh, What do you do for shifting on something like that? Uh, is that a, you have to clutch into shift? Or no, I don't. Uh, I blip on the downshifts because I don't have that uh, programmed in yet. I'm okay. a little short on some sensor inputs and in here things here and there for auto blip or whatever. For auto blipping. Um, That's too bad. You got to blip with uh, the rest of us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's pretty tough. Yeah. The, uh, Upshifts, I don't have to do anything. Okay. Uh, when it gets the limiter, I just pull on the lever and it'll shift. So so cool, man. Yeah. Uh, do you by chance have in car of this? I'll, I have some in car from today. Oh, geez, that's we'll be we'll so see cool how it went. It was a little a little rough, but at least me uh, chasing Andy around for one of those laps. Yeah, that was your fastest lap. You were having issues. No, Andy. Like... Andy was chasing him on the fastest lap. Yeah. 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 So I don't have that lap then. But... Andy was like ready to shut it down and bring it in, and then, and then you, you got by out. him like on the entry to one. <laughs> Actually. So yeah, you had a bad entry yeah. through one too. So there's time there. Yeah, I think it would have been yep. bad. Um, oh, and three so, laps total on track. Yeah, uh, you only ran three like hot laps here. Yeah, ever. three timed laps. And you got a thirty-two-six. Almost thirty-two-four, thirty-two-six, something it, like that. It, yeah, awesome. I don't think any of us have actually seen it. Um, I saw it in race monitor. So All right, happened. so it exists. But uh, the uh, we were calling it live during during the during the during the race, but. Uh, yeah, three laps in, it, but you're having you're having engine trouble, and you still got a thirty-two six out of it. Um, yep. And you're chasing demons with something wiring harness wise. It sounds, but 
Yeah, I think that's the consensus. We uh, the, the car started, honestly, halfway through my first quick lap uh, in session two, the car started a misfire. And we've torn everything down and swapped every component on, on the motor. And uh, everything seems fine, but cylinder four just does not run. Doesn't so matter sure. what injector we put in there, or ignition, coil, plug, wire. It just randomly runs? Like it's not... No, it's a constant misfire seems to hit about one every four. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Very, very, a bit strange. So we'll look into the ECU, we'll look into the wiring, we'll figure out what gremlin this is, and hopefully it's never done this before you and anything else. Nope, it's new. Okay. Yeah, 632. 632, right? 643. 643. You almost called it perfect. Almost. Um, Yeah, really, uh, really. Really fun to watch you out there today, man. It was very cool. I think I'm 99. I, I don't have all the records, but I know today we set the fastest front-wheel drive production car and front-wheel drive overall. Um, Andy, I think, has fastest all-wheel drive production car. Uh, Probably professional awesome. I mean, yeah, not Andy, professional awesome. Yeah. Um, at, uh, from our Gridlife Midwest event. Um, and then I'm, I'm pretty sure this is fastest rear-wheel drive production chassis besides, like, a Formula Atlantic. Right. Uh, you're, you're not going slow at all. That's very fast. Not, not bad for three and a half cylinders. Yeah, not bad for three laps. laps. So I hope you come back. I really want to see that thing at full full tilt, man. Um, if you come back to our Midwest Festival, we'll throw a good party for you. All right. We'll have like 5,000 spectators. I'll plan on it. I guess and I'll bring an extra People GC will clap, and it's going to be so fun. You'll love it. But <laughs> I apologize this wasn't a festival event for you. But at least, you didn't, at least you're not passing up on the party when your car broke. So. Yeah. Nope. No problem. It was still a great time. I'm really happy you guys put on this of these events. Uh, I've been following them and been uh, planning to try and get to one. Yeah. And uh, even though this wasn't a festival, I, I'm still happy I made it out here well, and, and got to run with you. And you got to break the car somehow. Better better here than at some like real national autocross thing. <laughs> <laughs> better at a, better at a party event. Yeah. It's like when I was misfiring today. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go out there. There's nothing to lose. Yeah. If it if the motor holds together for a lap, then so be it. It'll be fun. Oh, and, uh, it was and you the rolling power. You, you still probably have five hundred some wheel horsepower. The rolling power going up the back straight. Oh, it was fun to watch, man. Like exiting six, you were pulling on Andy coming out of six. Yeah, and, like, and Andy's car is a five hundred horsepower Evo. Yeah. Um, like, but yeah, the what's the car weigh by the way? Uh, with me in it, it weighs twenty eight twenty. Wow, okay. it's pretty. Pretty a lot of car there still. Yeah. Not it's not Evo weight at all. Yeah, but, um, yep. yeah, that's, that's uh, like pretty standard S two thousand track weight. Yep. Yeah. Then nothing twenty six. Nothing special yeah. there. Nothing lightweight. No, no. no. Uh, it's uh, you know. I'll Tell think, me, it's got factory interior. It did. It, it was complete, full factory interior to the letter of the rules uh, up yeah. until a few days ago. When, until you told him he needed bucket seats. Yeah. I didn't tell him he needed bucket seats. <laughs> until someone told me I need a four point to cover his time trials event. <laughs> well, the. Going a going a buck fifty into turn eleven. No, I felt much more secure. I've yeah, run I've run two harness. NASA events with the car, <laughs> yeah. where they don't they don't require you to have anything. I know. And, uh, I that I wouldn't do another one. The car is yeah, just scary, too man. fast. It's, you were going very very fast. <laughs> the first time I went one hundred twenty five here, I thought putting a full cage in halo and everything. We're doing it all. <laughs> um, and you were going an easy 25 miles an hour faster than that, so, maybe 30. What class do you run that thing in in time trials with NASA? Uh, I have a TT1 tune for it that okay. I run. Okay. So it makes a flat 475 and okay. uh, still really fun to drive. 475 everywhere. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it'll make 475 <laughs> horsepower. Just uh, a plateau. At 
4,500 all the way to nine. So, That's gotta be weird. It is really weird. I mean, That's the, the weird. The torque and boost have to drop off. The tune was yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, so you know it spikes 20 psi, and I think by redline we're at like six. That's so strange. <laughs> well, I'm glad you took it out, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been fun. Any uh, anything you want to talk about uh, your your rise and and well, uh, growth through automotive stuff? Uh, well, um, or do you have to go to Colorado? You should probably go to Colorado. Soon. At some I point here, I'm going to head lap. out. Um, yeah. You know, it was, well, that's uh, true. You just won one lap last year, or this year too. That's you right. You beat Abron. <laughs> beat, beat Andy. That's right. Yeah. So uh, early in the year, um, I got talked into doing a one lap of America. Actually, I didn't get talked into it. I've been trying to talk myself into it. My dad did it in 1998 in a Dodge okay. Viper, and finished eighth. And I've been meaning to go back and uh, and show him how it's done ever since. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> well, well done. I took a, a stock Nissan GTR with some brake pads and and uh, Pilot Super Sports and. It was very convenient because it happened to rain about 80% of the track time. Yeah, Abram said it was a very wet event. And uh, that, was, that couldn't have worked out more perfect. Uh, yeah. Andy was there in the Evo, and, and we had a good run to the end and finished 1-2 in yep. those two cars. And uh, awesome event. I'd recommend it to anyone and anything. Yeah, those three guys, Andy and Ronnie and uh, Brandon, they all have ran with us for, for since we years. Started, yeah. yeah. Yeah, good dudes, but that's uh, you've done. You've kicked off a lot of my automotive bucket lists, um, so I envy you. And it's a life well lived. Not only does like. he just do the events, he wins the. Yeah, events. it totally destroys him. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, very cool. Um, you've autocrossed. You did uh, some real road racing with McLarens and stuff, and now you've climbed the summit and you've been to a good life club event <laughs> so look looking back at all of the things that you've raced from carts to you know to world challenge cars to you know crazy s2000s what has been your absolute favorite this is going to be weird but it was actually a volvo it was sweet was it the k-pax it was the k pot it was no it was the k-pax s60 okay okay the k-pax s60 x s60 gt car was an absolute monster um i got the pleasure of driving that at our local track for uh, a number of laps and it was the most sorted car i've ever driven we didn't make any setup changes that day and the car you know right away was clicking off track records um i still when i when we ran the mclaren there was only able to beat that time by two tenths really second that was one. Did fast you put a prancing Volvo. moose on the side of it? Please say you did. No. Oh man, prancing moose logos are awesome on Volvos. But uh, that that car was built in house. Yeah, it's 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 like the Ferrari <laughs> prancing horse. Oh, but it's okay, a prancing okay. moose. It's great. That, uh, that, I, I understand. You that. said that was built in house though. It was built. Uh, that that car was built in house at Three R uh, Automotive in Colorado, and uh, those guys who also do you know, half of the design work and. Uh, all of the consulting on on all of my cars and the S two thousand, as well as Chris Mayfield's cars and uh, and those guys, they have a a very detailed um, <laughs> spreadsheet of what it takes to make a fast car, and uh, it, it's it's impressive to work with those guys and uh, and and uh, drive their cars because they are some of the best that I've ever been in. Yeah. Now, what was it? Um, did you ever get to drive the K Pack C thirties at all? Yes, I yeah. did. I, I used them for a, a season of U.S. touring car. Okay. Um, 20, 
2011? No, 2012. That was NASA's version of Pirelli World Challenge, right? Basically, yes, exactly right, yeah. So we won the championship in 2012 in in the Volvo C30. Okay, nice. I know where those cars are actually at. Jason Saney at GMS Wagons, they have both of them. Oh, yeah? They bought both with all the spares. Is that from uh, Nate Stacy then? Yep. Nate yeah, they're still, they're still in, um, what, what the green livery with uh, yeah, green and black? The Freedom. Mm-hmm. I forget what, what sponsors yeah, they have. Yeah, when you stayed then, there, you sent me pictures yeah. of those. I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. So, but they've got them. Uh, we could probably get you in a seat in one. we got to convince them to bring them out. <laughs> he was, he was supposed to be here today. Yeah, he was going to bring somebody. Jason's saying he was supposed to be here today. Probably had, like, Super lame. Probably had cars to review. Job. Opera singer wives to make happy. Had to buy more wagons in California and then store them in your garage. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That's been a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it, uh, how far into this thing are we? About here? 30 minutes. I think we, should, we need to send him to Colorado. Yeah. I feel so bad. Where can people find out more about you? Yeah, and tell us about your sponsors you have any, and all that kind of stuff. you have anything that you're doing next season that you can talk about at the moment? Um, we're working on plans for next season. I don't okay. have anything really uh, set in stone yet. Um, obviously, you know, the best way to follow uh, me and, and the cars and everything is to, to follow either my Facebook page, uh, Robert.Thorn, or uh, 3R uh, Racing. Which, uh, you know, if you do the little at 3R Racing on Facebook, it'll pop up. And uh, we've always got builds and different things and and what I'm doing, what Chris Mayfield's doing, and a couple of the drivers that we have there that are are always out winning and things. Cool. Well, we really appreciate you uh, making the 16-hour drive uh, from Colorado to Gingerman. Dang mine, man. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, and uh, hope to be talking to you in the future. Thank you. Appreciate it.